Welcome to Couples Becoming Intentional. I'm Carrie. I am John. And here at Couples Becoming Intentional, we want to equip you with different tools and resources so that you can live intentional lives with those that you love to leave a legacy that lasts. Welcome to this week's episode of Couples Becoming Intentional. Today, we are talking all about navigating moves, starting new like careers or jobs or finding new places to live and starting off on finding like community. And um, this, this is brought up because we had somebody reach out to us and ask us about um, how we've navigated that because we've moved a lot. And to be honest, I didn't, I know we have moved a lot. I feel like we're really settled now, which is great. And I felt like we were in a season especially like right after college for you, where we were like having to make plans, disassemble all the plans, make plans, disassemble all the plans, because we were highly dependent on wherever you got a job of like where we were looking to move. So we're going to kind of be talking about that experience, how you kind of navigate where to move, or if you're like up in a season of life where things are kind of just wide open, how do you discern then where's the best place to go? To be fair, it was all your plans that kept getting oh, exactly. falling through of like, yeah. ooh, John has an interview, so I'm going to look at apartments here and try to find something for me. And yeah. And that's, I mean, I wonder if other couples are like this because there's typically like someone who is the planner and someone who just goes along with the flow. Probably. And I, I'm curious from your side of things, like right after you graduated college, you went to a college where it was almost in the bag that you were going to be getting an engineer job. And then you didn't. You also, your grades factored into that too. Um, I think like, yeah, Michigan Tech in itself has like a 60%, 70% chance of landing You told me at the, the time it was a 98% chance. I was getting oh, there of that my department had mm-hmm. like somewhere from 80 to 90% chance of getting a job Okay, of just like, that's how good they were. Like I went into a very niche market. Mm-hmm. So like it was very easy to find like the positions. I just, I don't know. I think I was very picky. My grades weren't the greatest. I didn't have the experience in order to get an entry-level job, which makes total sense, right? Oh, my gosh. That whole dynamic is just so frustrating. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, we um, after college, we moved back to your parents' house. Mm -hmm. And just for three, four months. Right. I was just trying to find a a job. And we ended up in the Green Bay area where you got a job at our church doing a different position than you actually are doing now. But, um, and so I think the biggest thing for me, do do I say what, like the cultivate, like, cause we've been in the green Bay area now for six years, six, seven years. Yeah. Yeah. Six years because we'll be married for seven in August. Yeah. Crazy. Um, you were saying something. Do I do I say like what my my biggest takeaway is right now? From what? From like this past six years of oh. like because of moving. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Okay. Let's keep them <laughs> keep them on uh keep them on their toes keep them on um, their toes. 
So for I think the big thing I was wondering, bring it all right back. When we were in that process of living at my parents in their basement, lots of dogs, our cat. It was just like a full house at that in that season. Our my parents' driveway looked like a used cars used car lot because so many people were living there. It was all of us had cars and it was just chaos. Um, we were in the middle of you looking for a job anywhere, anywhere and everywhere at this point. And I remember you would get a, a job interview here. You would get a job interview here. You would get a job interview here. And I would start planning absolutely everything. I would have to, I like felt this pressure to like find, find a good church, find an apartment, find a job for me that I would enjoy. I was working in a retail shop at the time. Um, and I, or like back when we were in Michigan and so I was like looking for where the, the, I was looking where the nearest that department store was. So that way I could just transfer over to that store and just trying to make all these bells and whistles work. And then I would have like certainty for a week and then you would find out you not made it into the next interview process. I just wanted to know from you, like as you were, cause you and I are built very differently and think about this differently. How were you processing all of that going through that season of kind of just being in the unknown? Um, I'm pretty comfortable in the unknown oh, of gosh. just the blessings. The, well, I live in gray. Mm-hmm. And so I think most of them I wasn't too like beat up about of like, oh, no, I didn't get the job. Except for one. There's one job that I applied for down in Madison. Madison yeah doing aerospace engineering Mm. to be a rocket scientist. Right. And uh, I was very hopeful. Like we We both were. Right. And I think that like, like the church down there that we would be part of was like, was looking for a kid's ministry director. Mm -hmm. Or like something along the lines of that. It was um, close to what Carrie was doing at our current church in Green Bay. And so, um, so it seemed like everything was like falling into place. We were having open door. Like you had this open interview in Madison. We found like a good pocket of the city where we could live in. And like we saw open opportunities for me to be able to work at a church in a similar field that I was working at the church we were currently at. Right. And so like the vision was very clear for me, which mm-hmm. like for for me to have like a vision of like next steps is like rare right very unheard of and so i'm like okay this is what we're we're going we're going to madison we're gonna get a i'm gonna get this job and pays very well and Mm -hmm. get five weeks of vacation and like i'm just gonna leapfrog into like successful engineer and Mm -hmm. um and it just didn't come about like no yeah i had my interview the guy said you did a very good interview, but we're going to go with someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was, it's a smaller department, so I don't know if they really wanted someone right out of college. Yeah, which makes sense. And so, yeah, I don't know if I would want just my own div- department. Yeah, coming fresh out of college and you're yeah. in charge of your entire department. Yeah. Yeah, which makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that I was, I cried about it beating up about it I was just like i don't know what i'm doing right where am i going mm-hmm. what's the point of all of this yeah and um we kind of just i don't i don't was like the weird part was that like i got a job finally from a temp temp agency in green bay right 
you were doing odd jobs here and there of Mm -hmm. some department stores, some like part-time job here, part-time job there, working like 60 plus hours. Wherever I could feel like I was useful. Going back to what was comfortable for me. Being busy. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so, yeah, I found a job at just doing some manufacturing stuff and it was a short-term placement like any temp job and they were trying to work me in to become like uh like a actual employee of there yeah like a bigger deal you're right and um <laughs> this is back when what was this it was right before finn was born so 20 and we talked we've talked about this 2018 of and i think it was episode two where we talk about like navigating careers and jobs jobs jobs, and all of that in general um from from that this is the huge thing though because from that temp job we were able to like move ourselves up out of appleton into the more of the green bay area where our home church was like where our church was since us being together and me post-college and post-home church, like we were able to find our roots there. And it was that job that was able to get us there. And then doors open for me at the church I'm at, at, at the church we're at now and just a different capacity of um, leadership there. So I think the biggest, the biggest thing that I even think, or like, as I'm looking back on all of this is we like, kept moving forward on something as we saw green lights yeah and then we didn't which kept saying yes to anything that that god presented right good opportunities right and not like i remember that there was one job interview that you took that was more of like the central part of our state and i remember driving home from it it was probably a two and a half hour drive back home and thinking like this is not it it was in a really small town. Granted, I didn't like it at all. It wasn't going to be a good fit for you. And we we're just like, this is not it. And then a different opportunity popped up in the, near the Green Bay area that we we're like, wow, this would be such a good fit for us. And it ended up not like at all. Um, the pay wasn't matching what we were able to actually live off of with student debt. <laughs> and with... All of that, I think I, I learned a lot through that season of getting yeses, getting noes, getting yeses, getting noes, getting hopes up, getting down. And and I think like what I just said, being able to just walk continually as you see green lights going. And and then when you if you do see a red flag or a red light, just stop when you see a red flag, just stopping and kind of like pausing like what you do at a red light and then figuring out what direction you actually need to go until you see a green light. The heart behind the iMom podcast is storytelling because every mom has a story to tell. I know that when I talk to my friends who are parenting and we share stories, we all end up feeling less alone and more capable of loving our kids well. You can find information everywhere on the internet. Some is bad parenting advice and some is pretty wise. We like to think there's a lot of wisdom on imom.com. And when you combine that signature wisdom with a great story, it brings parenting to life. We want a mom who's listening to see herself and her kids in these stories and rest in the confidence that she is the perfect mom for her kids. Check out the iMom podcast with new episodes every Monday. I think, yeah, I, I think it's... Um 
learning anytime we go through change like that's mm-hmm. how we actually grow as people yeah. and so like sometimes god uses these moments of just like being able to see things you never saw th- like before or like oh this was a blind spot before and now i can actually work on this and so then when we start saying yes to things that are changing like maybe it is moving to a whole new city where you don't know anyone i think god can really use that to say like okay like now i need to grow outside of my comfort zone so that I can actually put myself in a position where I can start meeting people that I, mm-hmm. so I can have friends. And, right. um, I was going to, my, my biggest takeaway is that like, we've been here six years and mm-hmm. we're still in the process of like coming to culture of like finding the friends, finding, yeah. um, places of ministry, pl- finding all these like different dynamics of our life. And so, like, it's a process. Don't expect it to be all finished within a year. Or, mm-hmm. Like, like let the natural time frame of it to, like, really grow um, different areas. Because it's, like, we're not just people who have a career, right? Like, we have, yes, we have a job that's important. It pays for our bills. It pays for um, our lifestyle. It pays for whatever there's other like dynamics of ourselves and like mm-hmm. um so like don't expect all of it to just to like sni- like be figured out within the year because mm-hmm. like that's not a reality absolutely and something that i've even been like processing through just like with this week and just recently is like this mentality of the grass is greener on the other side mm-hmm. is this belief that Maybe I'm not, I don't love the situation I'm in right now. I don't love the job I'm in. I don't love the place I live. Well, maybe if I just move so and like move to a different place, then everything will be better. If I just switch jobs, everything will be better. If I just, if I just fill in the blank, then things will be better. Like that is a lie. And I remember having a really good conversation with our coach about this of me feeling like if I were just to leave that the grass would be greener and she just really kind of brought me back to reality of a little bit of maybe the problem isn't necessarily the place I'm at, but it's who's in that place, which is mm. me and being able to work. <laughs> yeah, I know she was really, really great. Um, <laughs> yeah. Being able to work on myself, right? Because no matter what place I go, no matter what place we move, I'm always going with there. I'm always going with. Yeah. So you're always present. Right. And if I'm not working on the person who actually is the opportunity to change, then I'm just going to keep looking for satisfaction and gratification and things to be better on the other side, which is not true. In all the wrong places. In all the wrong places. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And I think, um, what I was going to say something. Oh, um, right. Like change can change us yeah um staying in one place can also change us of yes. learning contentment um right. like what is philippians four thirteen? i can do all things through christ who strengthens me right that's in the context of being content, content. of right. where you are mm-hmm. it's not like ooh, you go try something new god will give you the strength to do it no it's like where you are now god will give you strength mm-hmm. to go through whatever you're going through um so contentment is a very difficult thing i think both of us have this like um i mean we're still young we're 
millennials <laughs> of just like i want something new now and right. that whole like contentment thing kind of just falls out the window because like we can easily find something new of mm-hmm. like oh this sparks my interest rather than just doing the things that we're already doing better yes and like staying in the mundane mm-hmm. and i know you have been talking to your mentor a little bit more about like especially like with your job as a stay-at-home dad which is pretty mundane and there is it's repetitive there's not a lot of reward and there's you're just doing the same thing over and over again which seems just inconsequential right like you're caring for toddlers all day no one notices no one sees except for me and And like and jesus which obviously is important (laughs) and hands are cold sorry (laughs) not not disgrading any stay-at-home parent at all. I'm saying we can get wrapped up in the mundane and being like, well, what's next? What can mm. I look forward to? What, when can this end so I can move on to the next instead of learning to be content in the season that you actually do have it in rather than going back to looking into different things that are the grass is greener on the other side, whether that is a job, whether that's a house, whether that's an apartment, whether that's a new place to live, like whatever that fill in the blank is, we have this opportunity to either choose contentment or we can choose to not be content. I was trying to think of something clever, but really just to not be content. Right. I, I just had this realization when I met with my mentor of that, like, he was just talking about, like, it, it's funny how, like, both he and I go through the same process of, like, our comfort is, like, our greatest desire. Um, and so, like... He says, that he like, oh, yeah, I'll come back from work. Like, I'll be working all day Sunday. And then a Monday comes around and I need to work again. And so I'm, like, realizing that, like, as a stay-at-home parent, I don't have that, like, Monday through Friday mentality or, like, I just need to make it to the weekend. Because, mm-hmm. like, the reality <laughs> is always there. I, I still have to parent if it's the weekend or if mm-hmm. it's a weekday. And so it's not like, oh, that Mondays are the worst because – Monday, I still have to parent. Tuesday, (laughs) I still have to parent. And so it's like this to be said of like, stay at home parents, we see you. Like we know that it's sometimes drudgery and sometimes Mm -hmm. bliss and try to learn how to thrive, not Mm -hmm. survive. Yeah, exactly. Um, And that looks different for each family. Um, I feel like we've gone off topic, but it's good off topic i was gonna say i feel like that would be a whole episode of like thriving as a stay-at-home parent Mm. um because we've both been in that role so with with this episode as we were talking about how i want to circle back to one other aspect of this with coming into a new place maybe like i want you're so good at this john about how do you discern whether or not an opportunity is a good thing or a god thing well prayer yes the first step Mm -hmm. not a last resort prayers should always be the first out doesn't mean i'm good at that <laughs> just <laughs> from people who are better and further along than me that say like prayer should be the first step and um discernment it only comes from the holy spirit so if mm-hmm. you're not hearing the holy spirit's voice you're not um seeing where he's moving then you're not gonna know mm-hmm. um so ask for insight second um I think it's very instinctual. Okay, and, I agree. And it's um, f- for a society that lives and 
I mean, we are also in a denomination that values yeah. intellect over right. anything else, like over emotions, over um, um, feelings, like gut, yes, like your yes. gut mm-hmm. of that, just that instinctual, like, no, that doesn't seem right. Mm-hmm. Like, no, like actually, if you have that like weird feeling in your gut, it is literally a gut feeling mm-hmm. of like, well, maybe there is something more to this. And so then, one, like, we're still human, so we might be wrong about something. Mm-hmm. So if, like, you're praying about it, you're not getting any answers, go ask people that you... <sighs> I'm out of breath. <laughs> Talk. Yeah. Um, you're praying about it, you're reading your Bible, like you're not getting any insight from the Holy spirit, go ask people around you to like observe your like situation to, or to pour into your situation. People that probably have discernment, people that know, um, what it's, I'm going to say God's will, but not like in the, the mysterious, I don't know if this is God's will or not. No, mm-hmm. like God's will is literally Christ likeness. Like, yeah. is this going to help you grow as being more like Christ? Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, just trying to figure out, like, that aspect of it. That's really wise. So being able to pray, check your, like, listen to your gut. I mean, to, for me, that's the Holy Spirit. Like, I'm, right. in, like, I just get this. It's so hard to, I was trying to describe the Holy Spirit to eighth graders. <laughs> and I said, it's kind of like when you have this, like, gut feeling, like, this conviction, this, like, Oh, this like really deep desire to go do something. And I like just gave him the example of like, John, I need you to go text Nick right now. Like, I don't know what it is, but I just need you to go text him. And lo and behold, that ended up being a huge Jesus thing that we'll talk about probably in a future episode <laughs> that um, like it was because of me saying that, that I got wisdom about something that I was able and to emotion and clarity about, but oh, it's something that I was able to emotionally prepare for. And I just knew in that moment that he needed to hear that. And it was just like, that was the Holy Spirit. And like, here I am trying to describe that to eighth grade girls, but like checking your gut and like really listening to what your body is saying. Like, I trust that the Holy Spirit will lead me in a direction. And if not, I trust that the Holy Spirit will lead me in a different direction and I'll learn something from that. And then you also said about going to mentors or people who have high discernment. I would say with that, make sure you're asking somebody who's probably unbiased. If I were to go to my family and ask them, what are your thoughts about my family uprooting and moving to a different <laughs> state? They would probably say no yeah, because they, they want me to stay here. They kind of like us. So they, they do love us and love right. our kids and they want to spend time with them and they couldn't imagine us moving to a different state. That's not happening. Although um, like you can still get insight yes. from that. Mm-hmm. Like you can ask those people who are biased because I mean, people are going to be biased because right. that's being a person. <laughs> um, I you probably had to go back to that first uh, the the first one of like like trying to get that feeling of like what the holy spirit is saying i think the holy spirit is wise enough to mm-hmm. use no matter where you are at so like Absolutely. if you're not an insti- in, instinctual person mm-hmm. then he'll use those initial thoughts that you never would like think of your own of like what if i just did this yeah and like if it's a virgin thought you never like thought of it before um maybe that's the holy spirit trying to say something to you mm-hmm. granted if it's in line with the bible like yes. the yeah. the holy spirit will never contradict what the bible says mm-hmm. so be both like yeah. be good scholars of the bible mm-hmm. and 
listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying to you. It's so true. And then third thing that you... The mentors. Like being able to have people in your life who can speak truth, who can speak love, who can give direction and guidance. And then ultimately, you are the one who makes that decision. You are not making a decision based off of what Auntie Kelly says or what your neighbor Joe says. You are making a decision on what is going to be best for you and your family for the long haul Um, or even just for the season. And be accepting of the consequences of your decisions. Correct. Both positive and negative. Absolutely. Because there are there are going to be both. There yeah. are going to be pros and cons no matter what decisions decisions you make in your life. There are going to be pros and cons. There are going to be people Or indecisions. Who, ooh, or indecisions. Ooh. Which is um, a decision in itself. Oh, man. I'm getting fiery now. And <laughs> being able to just act on it, knowing that people are going to probably be hurt, probably go through their own things. Because you are being obedient. And at the end of the day, that's what matters. That you are becoming more like Jesus Mm. in the ways that he's calling you to. And being accepting of other people's decisions. How can you be supportive for people who are following the Holy Spirit's prompting? Should we talk about all that next week? Yeah. He's saying this because this is hitting really home for me right now. And um, yeah, we can talk about all that. No, that that was an initial thought. I was just like, oh, realization. That's conviction for me right there. (laughs) I was just like, hey, like other people are going to make decisions that you don't agree with. Right. And that's not on you, Ricky Bobby. That's not on you, Ricky Bobby. That's right. Okay. That will wrap it up for this week's episode of Couples Becoming Intentional. Make sure you are subscribed so you never miss out on never miss out on an episode (laughs) and leave us a review can you please just take a few seconds right now to just let us know how you like it you could even just write one sentence just leave us a five-star rating and a review on apple podcast we'd love it so so much even if it's like a one-liner that you really enjoyed yeah it was good no like even like a quotable moment yes we would love to hear that Mm. or like and ask 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 some questions we love like audience um, we love when you guys message us and yeah. let us know what you're loving and other questions that you want us to talk about or dive into. Even people like we've never actually met in person. Oh my gosh, we're getting it. I'm getting a, tons of them right now. It's yeah, so it's all fun. On Carrie's half behalf, yeah. but I I live vicariously through Correct. the we're connections <laughs> yes. uh, that Carrie is making through social media. It's awesome. The the uh, positive side of social media. The positive side of social media. Luckily, we have not had to dive in too much into the negative side of social mm. media yet, which is the dark side. The dark side. Okay, see you guys. <laughs> Thanks for listening to another episode of Couples Becoming Intentional. As always, if you have a question that you would like us to answer here on the podcast, you can go ahead and send us an email at jcvhouse at gmail.com or you can send me a DM over on Instagram at Carrie Baco. We'd love to be able to answer and feature you on here on the podcast. And as always, if there is somebody in your life who would benefit from this episode, feel free to go ahead and send them the link. And if you love this content, we'd love to be able to hear from you. So go ahead and leave us a review over on Apple Podcast. Until next time, we love you and we appreciate you. See you guys. Bye.